In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Welcome back to Call Waiting. It's me, Robin Shawl. I uh, have so much to tell you guys. We started the tour, so I'm on the road. It's been so fun. I have Toronto tomorrow. It is sold out. Most of the shows are sold out, but you can still get tickets to Phoenix, Vancouver, and New York City. So head over to www.robinshaw.com. But it has been so much fun laughing with you guys. I love it. It's my, it's my second favorite thing. My first favorite thing is call waiting and talking to you guys but today is a special episode because we have a guest this is a good friend of mine we met through the comedy world pamela ray schuler she she's a comedian she's a speaker she's a storyteller she she literally does it all she advocates for disabilities she's has Tourette's and she travels the world and puts comedy and storytelling together to advocate and like just bring not just awareness, but like love and humor to all different types of differences. And when we met, we like bonded right away just because we talked about growing up with disabilities. And um, you'll when we when we talk to her, you're just going to absolutely love her. But besides that, she was just on this past season. It was season one of Jewish Matchmaker on Netflix. If you haven't seen it, it's such a good show. I let me tell you why I like this show. OK, Okay, the, you've heard me talk about before how my one problem with the show The Bachelor, and I love The Bachelor, I love it, it's one of my top three favorite reality shows of, okay, now it's probably top five, but this is definitely in the top eight, okay? No, I really do love The Bachelor. My problem with it is everyone looks the same, right? So if it's one guy and 25 girls, all 25 women have the exact same body type, and not every man likes that body type. Same with The Bachelorette. It's one woman, and all these guys have the same body type. And I have learned not everyone has the same body type. Like, if you find me really hot, you're not going to find Ashley Olsen. <laughs> I don't know why I went with Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. But we have very different body types. You know what I mean? And some people like curvier. So my problem with The Bachelor is everyone looks exactly the same. Now... Now you take the Jewish matchmaker. Oh, I guess everyone's Jewish. <laughs> besides that, besides that one little tidbit, it's um, everyone just looks different. There's some tall people, short people, curvier people, leaner people. It's just I loved the diversity of looks for the show. And so Pam was just on it. And I'm really excited to like dive into it because I'm so curious, like, did she not know what the guy looked like at all? Like, how much did she know? Like, I want to find all this out because I think... Blind dates, I do a lot of online dating, so I kind of know what I'm getting into. I've only been set up on a blind date once, and this was back in college. My roommate, Jess, set me up with her now husband's best friend, and the guy picked me up. I couldn't for the life. You could pay me $1 million. I don't know his name, okay? Like, it's gone forever, but let's just call him Farmer. He wasn't a farmer, but you'll see where we're going. 
So he picks me up. We're getting we're in college. He picks me up. I think it was senior year. And he we go to like a minor league baseball game. And then he takes me to his family farm. Okay. Like his parents' house where he lived to. So his house. And his, they had a farm. And he's showing me a cow. And I was like, you know, this is so crazy. This is my first time I've ever been like going to a farm. And he goes, you've never been to a farm before? And I'm like, no. Right? And he thought this was the craziest thing. Then he takes me in the house and starts showing me his father's gun collection. Now, I know guns is a sensitive topic, but I, Robin Shaw, was not around guns growing up. So much so that my mom wouldn't let me and security and our other brother play with water guns. Like she was so, didn't want guns around us. So instead of water guns, we had water squirrels where they'd be like a squirrel and you'd push it and water would shoot out of his mouth. So people would have the soakers, soak. What is it called, security? Super soakers. Super soakers. And we had freaking squirrels. Yeah, we had squirrels. Squirrels. Squirrel. Squirrel. <laughs> so anyway, so I come on this date, and he's showing me his dad's gun. He's like, you want to shoot something? I'm like, I wouldn't want to do anything less, actually. Like, I know, please, can we put these guns down? Like, I don't know you. So then we go into his parents' basement, where his bedroom, well, he literally lived in his parents' basement. But we were, like, kids. You know, we are like, 21, you know, or 20 at the time. And so he's like, you want to play video games? And I'm like, I'd rather play with the guns, actually. So he starts playing the video games. And we did this for, like, an hour. And then I think we, like, kissed, whatever. And then I go home. He doesn't call me the next day. He doesn't call me the following day. He doesn't call me the following day. So I sent him my my friend Jess, I said, how come the farmer never called me? And she goes, oh, Robin, he said he could never date someone who's never been to a farm before. And I'm like, out of all my faults, and I've got many, the fact that I've never been to a farm is the deal breaker for this guy. I mean, I should have said no to him for a second date, but the fact that he's saying no to me because I've never been to a farm before. Anyway, that was the only time I was set up on a date. <laughs> All right, security. Hey. Have you, has anyone ever set you up on a blind date? No, I've never been on a blind date before. Okay, no one's joking. No. <laughs> no, one, no one wants to put their friend through that. No, you know now we've got so many messages of people saying they'd set you up. I know, I know. But, but, but anyway, you don't, but okay. no, I don't. I, but you I, don't like blind dates. No, I'd rather do the speed dating. That's my, that's the place I, I have fun at. You like the speed data because yeah, you get to because you're a connection person. You'll and, know right I, away. And the ADHD. It's just boom, boom, <laughs> boom, boom, boom. I could just Wait, go. What was remind me of the story? Remember you did that weird speed dating? Yeah. The one at the yoga studio. Tell me that story that again. I forgot. It, it was I didn't know what Tantra speed dating was. What is I just it called? Tantra speed dating. Oh, no. Is this going to be gross? No, no. Okay. But a Tantra Tantra is <laughs> supposed to be like. Wait, what's Tantra? Mean? It'd be like you, you hug and like, you know, oh. it's more about like. What's that? You know how like so they sell on the one of those books of like sex positions. <laughs> oh, that's very different. <laughs> not very different. But you know something? People do confuse the two. Yeah, okay. Do, I, okay, so tell this story. So you go, and I didn't know this. I didn't know what Tantra was. So I went with a button down shirt, slacks, and all looking nice. And then everyone's wearing yoga outfits. And they go, hey, everyone, take off your shoes. And I'm like, Oh gosh, I got a giant <laughs> hole in my sock. So I take off my shoe. My big toe is sticking out of my sock. Guys, security, I don't care. I could buy him 8 million socks as a birthday gift. A week later, they all have they holes, all have in, holes them. in them. What yeah. are you doing that they all have holes in them? I don't know. 
I don't know why they end up with holes in them. So <laughs> even like at, what, at the Rosh Hashanah holiday, remember yeah. you had like six holes in your yeah. song. Yeah. Not even by the toe. They were no, all, they were all over. over. I don't know how it happens. Okay. I don't know. Okay. All right. So you're at the now, yoga studio. No one's going to set me up. You just made sure. Now I'm embarrassed. And like, okay, everyone sit down. I'm like, oh God, if I sit down, I ain't getting up. <laughs> I, I'm, a, I'm a big guy, I'm a bigger guy. If I sit down, that's it. I'm down for the count. And so I'm like, oh gosh, this is going to be. So I sit down. I'm like, oh God, this is awful. And not only that, it's in a yoga studio. So I'm already now sweating. I'm wearing a button down. Wait, college. was it hot? Yeah, it wasn't a hot yoga, but it was like. Oh, but there's like no windows. There's no yeah. window. So I'm like sweating like crazy <laughs> in a button down, nice shirts, like sweat stains all over. They're like, okay. Socks covering eight of your toes. <laughs> Okay, everyone stand up, and I'm like, oh, God. So I'm, like, holding onto the wall, trying to pull myself up. Holding onto a lady. <laughs> like, everyone, let's hold hands. So I'm, like, holding. My hands are so sweaty. Oh, uh, and so it was just the worst. <laughs> Did you get a date? No. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's really bad. You know, that you told that story to... Um, Leslie Jordan, who was passed, but when we went out to dinner with him, you told, mm -hmm. and I remember he, he loved that story. He yeah. always bring it up. Yeah, every he time. loved that story. Oh my gosh, that is a good story. Not good for you, but for the rest <laughs> of us to make fun of you. No, that's fine. That's fine. Um, all right, guys, if you ever want to call in, make sure you're following me on Instagram and TikTok at Robin Shaw Comic. That's where I, I give the topic every week. This week, we're just taking some special calls because we have an interview with Pamela Ray Schuler coming up so um i didn't i didn't let you guys know the topic because but you'll see the calls that are coming in you know it's a little surprise all right uh let's get pam in here everyone please welcome pamela ray schuler hi pam hi it's so good to see you and, and security it's so good to see you too hi <laughs> <laughs> We'll let him out of the cage once in a while. <laughs> um, guys, Pam and I, how long have we known each other? If years like now. 10, like eight or nine yeah. years. Yeah. We met at Caroline's. We did. We were doing, we were on like a showcase show where we were both on and you were so funny. Oh, I've looked up to you forever. I've loved watching you kill it. I, I'm i like a friend and a fan at this point. I could say the same thing, same thing about you. I, not even just like you're, you're so funny, but I, I love your just... When you go on stage, I'm self-deprecating also, and so are you. And I remember the first time I saw you, you just went so hard on your Tourette's <laughs> and your height. She's also, what, how tall are you? Four foot six and a half. Is that, what is that considered? A little person. Is it? Like, is that, like, what's the line? Because I'm 4'11". Under 4, I think it's under 4'9". Oh, okay. So you beat me. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> You're so tall, it's really embarrassing. <laughs> That's why you look up to me. Yeah, but no, so so I thought you were hilarious. But what I love so much is you were so open with who you are. And I, you know, I actually watched one of your TED she does a lot of different talks and TED Talks and and everything. And I saw something you saying, like, if a comic you, if a comic gets off stage and you know nothing about them, mm. you're not happy because you, you want to know. I want to learn more about people. Yeah. yeah. And I just feel like when you're on stage, we learn everything in two minutes. And, and I, I like I own it. Like I life is funny. Having Tourette's can be hard and funny. And I've got to find the balance. Yeah. Before we get into the Tourette's, mm -hmm. actually, this is going to tie into it. But so you just did Jewish Matchmaker. Shit. Um, how did they reach out to you? How do you even get on that show? What if this was how you found out I was now married with five kids? Would that be weird? <laughs> it I think I wasn't invited to the wedding. <laughs> um, so 
people auditioned. I did not. The matchmaker saw me perform in LA seven years ago and we had stayed in touch on socials. And she was like, first of all, seven years ago, she was like, can I match you? And I was like, no, you cannot. But so she's talk. a real matchmaker. That's like her job. Yeah. Yeah. So people she's hire lovely. her and yeah. that how she makes a living. Like people pay her and she sets them up. I believe so. I've never, I've never used the service, right? Um, <laughs> but that's my understanding. Of yeah. I think she also is like a relationship coach. Like she okay. teaches you. And even though I didn't, we'll talk about the show more, yeah. but she's so likable. What's she's her name? So likable. Aliza. Aliza. She is, if you haven't watched the show, if you watch it, you're, she just has a very warm smile and disposition. She, I liked her a lot. She's, she makes you feel like, Whoever you are is amazing. Oh, I like that. And like that. you're going to find your match. Right. So, okay. So she reached out to you and she said, I'm doing this show. So initially she just like ran up to me and was like, can I match you? Oh, and this, this was years ago. And I was ago. like, no, I wasn't mm-hmm. dating. I was like too busy careering it. Yeah. And then she reached out again when she got the show and said, now are you dating? And I said, now I'm dating. Why? Because I just thought she was going to try to match me with someone more observant than I am. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, no, 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 no. I'm doing this thing. But I won't match you with someone observant, but it will be on camera. <laughs> You're like, all right, well, now I'm in. I was like, dating hard, dating on camera, fun. Yeah. So now everyone on the show is Jewish? Yes, but we're all different types. Of, like, we're all observed differently. Yeah. Well, that's just Jews and Jews. Right. You can never find two Jews. Aliza right. said you could, like, there are however many Jews on the planet or how many ways there are to practice Judaism, yeah. which I appreciate. Which is part of the reason why I love being Jewish is because you get to design your own custom Judaism. Oh, yeah. Like, there's not many religions where you could pick and choose like what cut you like. Yeah. <laughs> but Judaism is all about like cut and paste Choice what knowledge. you like. Yeah. yeah. I, my parents are on Rosh Hashanah telling me like the temple they went to, the rabbi's like, so if you want to go read all of this stuff, go in that room. If you want the abbreviated <laughs> version, go to this room. And it's in the same temple so it's like only jewish people would give you choices on a I love high that. holiday like <laughs> which which type of jew do you want to be today you know so okay. i was in my apartment without pants watching services which is a third option they don't yes. tell you exist yeah, yeah. that that's your cut and paste no <laughs> pants rosh hashanah i love it so okay so she reached out to you she said i'm gonna do a show then did you have to meet with producers oh, yeah, like, that how does it work? like went through they had me meet with you know producers and psych but when I met with psych I was like I'm supposed to fail right like it's a reality <laughs> show looking for me to be well adjusted <laughs> because good tv we don't want well adjusted people no, and I've been through enough therapy that like I'm doing okay but you still have to be you yeah. Know, yeah I thought you were gonna say because this would be me I've been through enough therapy I could scam a therapist oh, to I think can. I'm normal and I did oh he I was like honest I was like listen I'm not a harm to myself or anyone yeah. else but I'm a hot mess <laughs> yeah exactly like I'm enough crazy for good tv but not a, enough crazy where you have to worry about yes. me yes Right. Not enough crazy. There's going to be a lawsuit. Right. Yeah. Just enough. Yeah. Right. Not the word crazy. I just may smash him. someone's car, but I'm not going to like smash them. Yes. That's the crazy. Yes. <laughs> okay. So you meet with the producers and at this point, like that is that level of it more about like your personality or is it about what you're looking for was, in dating? It was both, but they really wanted to know what I was looking for in love. And I, had not thought about it. I've said this a few times that like learning to love Tourette's was a different timeline than learning to be okay with dating with Tourette's. And so I am, Mm. I'm behind. I have not been dating for years and years and years. I was career and school focused. I got a few master's degrees. Now it's like suddenly on my radar. And so it was good. I like 
called meetings with friends and family and I was like, can, can we decide what I'm looking for? Cause I, uh, I you know, that. the only thing I knew was like commitment to the bit. I hate small talk. Yeah. So I want like, I want that witty, sexy banter. Right. I want to have a joke that we do over and over and over again until it isn't funny. Right. Then it's funny again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So when um you met, what was the guy's name that he, she set you up with? Stuart. Stuart. So you walk into the ping pong yeah, bar. Yeah, because they flew me to Chicago. Oh, that was in Chicago. Yeah. Is that where he lives? Yeah. Okay. So was he, she was trying to find someone for him or yes. she's trying to find someone for both? You well, had because work? we were friends, it was both of us. Yeah. But because of the, sh- for the show, he was the one okay. searching for love. And were you the only one she set him up no, with? No, he went on a date with two of us and uh, I happened to know the other woman. Really? <laughs> yeah, we worked together. We're friends. Okay. We're going to do a little spoiler. Spoiler. Are you still with, did you ever do a second date? We did a second date off camera. To yeah. Like, Cause on the first date we were both like friend vibes. Yeah. But we had a ton of fun. Yeah. And so Aliza was like, go out again off camera and just double check your work. Yeah. So we hung out again off camera and I was like, oh yeah, friend vibes. For friend vibes. Yeah. What did the other girl think of him? Zero vibes. Zero vibes. <laughs> oh, so they didn't go on no, another no, day. No. Okay. So, okay. So you go into the, they fly you out. Yeah. And now did you have any idea what he was going to look like or what he did or anything? <laughs> so the night before I had a call with the matchmaker and she was giving me tidbits of info. She was like, he owns a business, but he also like for a hobby, does some music and a few things. And um, so I was like, I was like Googling, like, and I knew how old he was. So I didn't know his name. I didn't know what he looked. So I was Googling like business owner, something to do with education, Chicago, this age. And I thought I had found him and I had screenshotted it and sent it to my family. And I was like, I think this might be him. It was not him. (laughs) You know, it's so funny. People don't realize like women, what, okay, that one, you didn't get it. But like I, from the very little info I get from a guy from Hinge, I find everything. Oh. Like I, we're good women. Yeah, it, 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 she gave me. She, I think she knew the plan to right. go do a to go do a Google, like yeah. a hard Google. So I think she made it so that there was no information. Okay, so you walk in and you see him. Yeah. What was your first thought? Like, were you like, this is my usual type? This is not my usual oh. type. Like, what off of first? That's such a good gut. question. I don't think I have a type look wise. Okay, neither do I, yeah. actually. I like, if I were to look at my history, it is all over the place. Same. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm putting something together. Call in, because <laughs> I, I need to know if it's just me and Pam. Because we both started dating later in life, mm. right? And not necessarily by our choice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like I was like just uh, I was overweight, frizzy, and no confidence. I was also overweight and just yeah. weird. Yeah, like we say. <laughs> like there were years where yeah, I have Tourette's, but also obsessive compulsive disorder, and that was running the show. You know. <laughs> Yeah, so like we just had a late start that I wonder because of that if we really when we meet people we don't look at the outside as much as other people because of how much we really younger this is going deep wow I didn't mean this but like it was we would be frustrated younger for people not seeing what was on the inside that maybe now because of that maybe we are so prone to looking inside on people because of we were seen on the outside that might be fair and I also think what I definitely feel attraction to, to, to people. And I often, it's not, conve- I don't like conventionally attractive men. Like I'll be out with all of my friends and like uh, a guy will walk in that like nobody's into and they'll all be like, ugh. And I'll be like, I know, right? <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, wait, I have to do a disclaimer. I don't like ugly people. Like I don't like it's like I have different I don't have a type as far as tall, short, heavy, lean, brown yeah, hair, blonde hair, but I still want them attract I still need them well, to but be I hot. Think attractive to someone might be ugly to someone oh, else. So, so true. I, I think right there if we really I don't I don't know that there's ever been a person that we can all a hundred percent be like hot. Me. Or ugly. <laughs> oh well besides sorry, besides you insecurity. Genetics in your family are superior. (laughs) That's what they say about the Shaw family. Those genetics. (laughs) Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I had a show this week and a girl came up to me and was like, you looked so pretty on stage. And I know I'm a comedian because I was like, she didn't say I was funny. <laughs> oh, I'd be pissed. I'd be so pissed if I, I got like, off stage and someone... That's a mean thing to say. <laughs> I I agree. If anytime I post a video and the first thing someone says is like, you're beautiful, I'm like, this was a comedy video, yeah, not. Get out. Although I, recently someone just said, what's wrong with your eyebrows? And now it's all I could think about. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing's wrong. The internet's so mean. They'll what? give you a compliment. I'm like, what's wrong with my eyebrows? I was almost ready to respond, but I never engage in comments like that. But I want to be like, wait, what's wrong Can with that? Can you send me a diagram so that yeah. I may fix it for the one person in Although, their parents' basement? In this woman's defense, this is so mean, but my mom and security used to call me Picasso because like one eyebrow is higher than the other. And so they used to call me Picasso. <laughs> Would you like to explain yourself, security? Yes, I'm going to go back in the cage, okay? <laughs> um, okay, so um, so you go on the date, and they're filming. Now, because they're filming, were you, like, really on a date? Or did you go, I'm on a set, this is not authentic? Or, like, no, you were. It, it felt authentic. It did. I, but I think some of that is because I've spent time on camera. And right. so I don't think it throws me off like maybe it would have years ago. Yeah. So... No, I mean, it was, it was like, it was weird. Like there was a hot camera guy that like I could not stop thinking about. (laughs) Like I made him laugh a few times and I was like, this date is going so well. Um, Now I know on camera, at least you guys hugged at the end. And at the beginning. And the beginning. Yeah. Any kissing? No. Okay. What would, would you feel comfortable if it wasn't him, but it was, let's say it was the cameraman. Would you ever kiss on camera? Absolutely. Oh, oh, on camera. I thought you were going to say on a first date. On camera? Yeah, probably. I'd just tell my mother the minute not to watch. Right. I was thinking about it because I'm watching Big Brother, you know, and I'm like, hmm, with all the live feeds, if I had a showmance, would I kiss on camera? I think I would. I would. But I wouldn't want the internet pulling, like, dissecting my kissing. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, I don't care about that. (laughs) I have Tourette's. I'll blame it all on that. (laughs) Wait, tell me, what is it like? First, okay, now let's talk about the Tourette's before I go into my next question. So, Pam on record had like the had or, or had yeah when yeah. your child had the worst case of Tourette's no doctor had ever seen a case worse than mine I'm sure there are now people who have have beat my record um because it's Fuck not em. a real record you're still the best <laughs> still I, the worst. take my trophy away from me assholes um, <laughs> so what made this like the worst case I my Tourette's was so severe that I'd like throw my head back so many times I broke my own neck I used a wheelchair for a few years as a kid because of that. I, I like tense my stomach muscles so hard I ruptured my own appendix. Most, the media likes us to think that Tourette's is just yelling bad words. 
And in reality, most people with Tourette's are not yelling bad words. I think out of every like four or five, one has mm-hmm. that additional diagnosis. I was the lucky one. I also yelled words, but <laughs> yeah. the issue for me was the the like intense physical repetitive movements till broken bones were happening. Wow. Okay. And then, so now, because we've been friends for a while now and I've been with you a lot. Yeah. So how does it get less severe with age, is it medicine or is it just timing or is it? We're not totally sure. Uh, I still tick just as much, just not as aggressively. So like mm. my hands are ticking. I don't use pen or pencil, but I'm fast at typing. Um, like there's always parts of my body ticking. It's just not as aggressive. So some of it is like, we like to say when puberty calms down, Tourette's often shifts or calms down. I'm still hoping puberty hasn't calmed down yet though. Cause I'm going to hit that growth spurt. Don't you think? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm going to hit four, seven. <laughs> you gotta gotta happen. Happen. You'll get to my height eventually. <laughs> I'm going to show up and be like, now let's go. Um, so, cause I know you, you have a lot of jokes about winking. Yeah. I, w- I wink uncontrollably. It's sometimes is great and sometimes is really not okay. Yeah, she was telling me she was just a jury duty and she was winking at the murderer. I didn't, no, the one on trial. We don't know if he did it. I got, oh, off, okay, I got okay. off of jury duty. I, uh, I, we walked in and first of all, he was kind of cute. Okay. And, and I looked at and him. his girlfriend's no longer around. So. Good, that means there's an opening. I'm just kidding. <laughs> And I walked in and he winked at me. Yeah. And I, when I went out on a like, he also has Tourette's. Went, <laughs> that would have been a match made in heaven. And I went out and I called my best friend and this was before I was picked. Like they hadn't picked yet. So I, I can talk about any of this. Like I killed. He's like, <laughs> me too. <laughs> he like, I, I like called my best friend. And I was like, the guy accused winked at me. And she goes, is there a chance that you winked at him first? And I was like, shit. That's definitely what happened. There's more than a chance. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I would say 99.9%. I like winked at three people on the way over here today. Oh my like, gosh. That's so funny. Okay. So now, so my question was, <laughs> this is the reason why I start, first brought it up, is how is dating with Tourette's? Like, do you let them know up front? Like, what, what's the game plan? I have no game plan. In the moment, I get to decide. And I think everyone's got something. We all have yes. something that we're like struggling with or learning to embrace. And I, I don't feel like I have to set a rule of like, I'm always going to tell them I have Tourette's first thing. No, if it feels right, I'll tell them. If it doesn't, I'm not going to, but I'm going off of like chemistry and connection and what feels right. I also don't always have to be like, hey, I have a dead dad. Like you don't right. have to pull all your cards in the first minute. Right, right. Yeah, that's a weird opener. Yeah. <laughs> Here, I actually prepared for you a list of things. <laughs> Um, so I have like a bunch of scars from like the hip surgery. And then I had, once I lost the weight, uh, I lost 85 pounds. I got the skin removed. Mm-hmm. And I remember the first guy I hooked up with after the tummy tuck. And I was so nervous about him seeing all the scars and like all the long scar. And I was so nervous. And I remember like in the middle of hooking up and I was like, I have to tell you something. And he's like, what? Like, I think he thought I was going to say either I had a penis or I had like an STD, like something. And I was like, I have like a really ugly scar. And he's like, I don't care, yeah. you know? And it's so funny because I think sometimes we think of something about us is really important to say up front. It's not that important to other people. I'll often say I'm like I'm twitchy or I'm twitchy when I'm nervous. Sometimes I'll share it. But like when I do share it, like first of all, if someone doesn't like me because I wink a little bit extra because I'm twitchy because I'm hissing yeah. <laughs> at strangers. <laughs> 
like they're not my person and they might be an asshole. Right. So it's an early indicator anyway. Yeah. You actually want to know up front yeah. if they have a problem because then it's like, fuck you, this wouldn't work right. anyway. I don't have, always feel the need to like diagnose it or, you know, label it. Right. Yeah. So with a back to Jewish matchmaker, did mm-hmm. he know beforehand? No. So did you bring it up on? I did. But more because I was like, I'm going to own it on camera. Yeah. Uh, like, oh. I don't always feel the need. So it's like, not so much for him. It was more for like us at home watching. Yeah. yeah, because on the second half of the date, we're sitting at the bar having a, like a glass of wine and you can absolutely tell I have Tourette's. Right. Yeah. I was. It, you couldn't tell when I was playing ping pong. I was going to say, even when you were sitting, I just watched it yesterday and I was like, oh, actually. Couldn't. I wore a hot yellow skirt. Yeah, you looked so good. You You looked really hot. I thought that too. You looked really good. (laughs) Funny first. Don't worry. (laughs) Thank you so much. All right. And then wait, you did you auditioned for America's Got Talent, right? I did. And we we talked about this because you messaged me and you were like, you got to submit yourself. Yeah, because when I auditioned, I auditioned twice, and my comedy was okay because you had to be super clean for them. Mm-hmm. So my jokes were okay, but they loved the fact that I had leg braces growing up. They loved the fact that I had five hip surgeries. They loved all my medical issues. Um, I didn't get it, but like, that's what they were obsessed with. So once I knew, oh, they like people with some sort of disability, yeah. that's when I messaged Pam. I was like, Pam, you gotta do you it. You got a good, sad story. Get in the game. <laughs> Lead with the dad yeah. and close with the dress. <laughs> I, so I've auditioned twice and I'll only talk about one time because I made it pretty far both times. But one of the times, like I got in front of the judges, not on camera, but in front of the judges. And one of the producers was like, here's the deal. <laughs> We've already had someone with Tourette's go pretty far. Do you have anything else? <laughs> and I was like, do you want me to pick a new one? <laughs> like that's not how this works. Like, right. you know, like I'm going to spin the wheel and be like new disability of yeah. the day. Like, yeah. and I hate this belief that if you've had someone with Tourette's, you can't like we've had men win and we're not out there being like, right. Like, yeah, a man already won. No, you know. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm, I'm going to start that <laughs> petition for next year. No more men. You know, it's always so silly when they can only have one of that sad story. It's like, yeah. wh- why? I mean, we we could go into this further about being female comedians. It's like, oh, you go. We already have a woman on the show. It's like, so there's right. five men on the show. You can have. I did a show yesterday where it ha- or two days ago where it happened to be all women and one guy and he was hosting and I wanted to get on stage and be like, let's give it up for our male host this evening. Cause it's always pointed out when yeah. there's a female on the show. Oh, I did a show in Jersey once and the guy was like, our next com- comic has a vagina. And I was like, Oh my God, shoot me. And then there was another show once I, as I'm walking up, I hear someone in the audience go a woman. Like, oh my God. When you have someone come up to you after a show and say, normally I don't find women funny, but you are. I'm always like, that's not the compliment okay, you think it I is. I feel like the people listening to this podcast won't won't do this. But if you ever think of saying to a woman, I usually don't find women funny, but you, I do. Just hold it in. It's <laughs> not the compliment you think it is. <laughs> no, not, not at all. So she does so many wonderful speeches and and what are they called speeches talks uh, i call them something different every time okay. like keynote speaking one woman show motivational speaking it's yeah. like depending on the the venue the event what you'd call it but it's a lot about disability inclusion is yeah. that a good way to say yeah, like disabilities to- and mental health and like valuing differences right yeah. and so I saw one which I loved. I believe it was a TED Talk. And you talked about how when you were younger, how your congregation, because Mm -hmm. of your Tourette's, kicked you out. And so she then, I'll let you go a little more in detail, but I'm just going to give an overview. Um, And so then you weren't 
really finding yourself part of the Jewish community until later on you went to a Jewish camp, which really embraced your differences and that led you back into Judaism. Can you like go into that a little? Yeah. I mean, I grew up in like a small town in the Midwest and no one was different and I was barking and making noises and I was disruptive and uh, they kicked me out of my synagogue. Uh, they technically were like, don't be in the building, <laughs> but it was <laughs> before right. the days of Zoom. So like, yeah, okay. And uh, yeah, they kicked me out. And I, if you had asked me for years what religion I was, I probably would have said not applicable. <laughs> right. Yeah. None of it. And I went to like a weird kid boarding school and they put me on. They were like, find something. We don't care if it's religion, but you need something. Um, and so I was like, can I go to every place of worship? Uh, and they let me go. And I like went to every and I found something I loved at all of them mm -hmm. and kind of came back and was like, I think I am Jewish, but it has to be in a way that works for me. And that was like summer camp was what brought me back. But I'm never gonna be like, I call it a Jew in a pew. Like I'm never gonna sit through services unless I'm paid to speak there, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which happens a lot. But I, I like, I love feeling Jewish. I love, you know, meals with my family that are Jewish and the, you know, the culture. Right. And then you said like this Jew, was it a Jewish camp? Summer camp, Summer yeah. camp really did though embrace you. Oh, they did. And they like, they, they were like, we don't know how to do this, but we're gonna figure it out as we go. It's, you know, I, uh, it's, I do think times are different. First off, that wouldn't fly in things. I was just, you know, I was discriminated against a lot, especially with the leg braces, mm -hmm. you know, where people didn't want me over their house or people, you know, my, my, my mom had to fight so much for me for like school to go on school trips. They didn't mm -hmm. want me to come. Where I, it's funny, I don't know what it's like now, but I know back, we're around the same age, back then in the 90s. 21. <laughs> 72. <laughs> I go older so people think I look good. <laughs> oh, that's so like if smart. I say I'm 21, they're like, Ugh, she needs to put on some sunscreen. But I if go I say younger, I'm like uh, 90, they're like, wow, what are you doing? She looks amazing. Yeah. That's interesting. I go younger so I can make bad choices and be like, didn't know. See, I go old so they're like, oh, she's lost it. It's <laughs> an excuse. She's say allowed to, she's allowed to shit you. herself. She's, <laughs> she's lost control of her bowels. It's fine. Um, so <laughs> I'm going to start going older because Trotz is going to make a lot more sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then they'll just be like, oh, she's senile. She's she barking because she's 99. <laughs> and didn't you, instead of curse words, didn't you say like a funny word? So Tourette's would pick up on random words and phrases. And as a kid, and again, not all people with Tourette's yell words. I was, I was one of them. I heard a little Caesars commercial with that little dude that goes, pizza, pizza. And Tourette's was like, yes, that. <laughs> and for two years, whenever I got quiet, Tourette's would yell, pizza, pizza. And here's the thing. <laughs> One, little Caesars, come at me. Let's work together. Two, uh, I usually wanted pizza. <laughs> I was, so was like, like I was yelling pizza, pizza, too. It was like a public like, service announcement. <laughs> exactly. I, I would yell that, but I was just fat. Like, I, just, <laughs> I just was hungry. I still usually want pizza. I'm still usually hungry. So what, how old were you when your dad passed? Little. Little. Elementary school, yeah. So did your mom have to, like, advocate for you? Was uh, she your big... She's... My mother and I fought so hard growing up and never once did I question if she was my number one supporter. Like, she is... She was an advocate. She got loud when she needed to, even though it scared her. She, uh... She's hilarious. She's more inappropriate than I'll ever be, but she hides it a little bit better than I do. Um, yeah, I mean, I didn't just get kicked out of my synagogue. I got kicked out of the school system. I got kicked out of anything you can get kicked out of. And my mother was like there to back me up. So my mom, my mom too. My dad was great. No, my dad was great because he backed my mom. Ooh, Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he is her number one. 
supporter, but she was the one who would fight for, yeah. you know, and go in. Do you think, so Pam does a lot of work with teens. Um, what, explain what you do. So I have like a show that I combine comedy and storytelling and I have a master's in advocacy. Combine all of that to like talk and teach about like the journey to love what makes you you. And I work with tons of middle schools and high schools, colleges, companies, but my, I, like, I'm obsessed with doing middle school and high school shows. And I'm assuming, like, I don't have a psych degree, but I, I'm assuming it's because during the, that age, you didn't embrace your differences. Yeah, it took me a long time to like learn to love any part of myself, but also there's something really beautiful. <laughs> about walking in to a, like a show for middle school students with like 500 kids in middle school and the default is they hate you. They don't want you there. They don't want to be at that assembly. And there's something really beautiful about like nowhere to go but up. <laughs> do you ever run into like kids that you, let's say you worked with them uh, and do you see them now like out on the street? All the time. Because I've been doing this full, like professionally for seven years, eight years maybe. Um, I, I love the shows. And I love, by the way, I should say like they message me after shows or they line up to share their stories with me and it like fills my heart. But also uh, years ago I did an event where it was in Atlanta and I was also like hosting the event. And so I dressed up like a giant Georgia peach, okay. um, like in a giant peach outfit. And I danced to Uptown Funk on stage in front of thousands of teenagers. Oh, guys, as and you I, should. Like, I like all of my friends know, don't bring it up, stop posting photos. We're like all set with that one. <laughs> and I was doing a big corporate show a few months ago. And this young guy came up to me and he goes, this is a weird question. Um, did you ever dress like a giant peach? Turns out he was a kid who now works at that oh company. My God. It's been enough years. And I was like, mm, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like, it was so clearly me. Um, that's so funny. Was, I can't get away from it. Anytime I go to any like kid, uh, I, I performed at a I performed at a middle school once and I've done a few after prom shows. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's the hardest show. I can't relate to kids. Uh, I think I can because I remember so clearly what it was like to I like I talk openly about like I was so depressed. I was suicidal as mm -hmm. a kid, uh, like heavily suicidal. And I can put myself back in that feeling so easily. I remember it like it was yesterday and I talk about it on stage. So I still kind of live in that world. And uh, I love I my like tell on if it was a good show is if kids come talk to me. Right. You know, and they usually do. There's almost always a line to like share with me whatever it is that they're. And it's not always disability. Sometimes it's mental health. Sometimes it's like my parents are getting divorced. I once had a kid come up to me and say, I so related to your story because I'm half werewolf. And I was like, thank you so much <laughs> for sharing that with me. Like whatever it is that yeah. you connect with. Yeah. Um, that That's... <laughs> Be like, well, we gotta get you a therapy. That was, like, that was like ten years ago, so I feel like I can share that now. The kid is like probably in their late twenties. You're like, that's the guy who saw you as a peach. That's who I'm dating now. Um, so I'm gonna open up the lines. We have two special uh, calls today. Um, Pam and I have spoken a lot about just our childhood. Right now, we just spoke about our moms and how they were our biggest advocates. And I think now Pam and I like to. I applaud our moms because mm -hmm. they did so much for us. So I thought it would be fun to get our moms on the phone. We are, we told them that, you know, to call in and they both were like, mm. nope. <laughs> like my mom was like, as long as I'm not on camera. So and then Pam messaged me. She's like, as long as <laughs> it was like, my mom was like, as long as I'm not on camera. I was like, same. So we're going to give them a call. We'll call your mom first. Mitzi. Yeah. We're going to give tipsy Mitzi a call. Tipsy Mitzi. She's the greatest. I'm really excited. She's going to be on her best behavior. Uh, She's contractually obligated not to say anything. My mom's like, I have nothing to say. And watch, I bet you we're going to have to cut my mom off. She doesn't have so much to say. All right, so I'm going to ask your mom. I want to see, like, um, probably what's the time she had to, like, fight for you mm, okay. and um, really go to battle, to, you know, just to make sure you were 
getting everything you needed or you know I'll I'll leave it open okay. and I'll see what she says. I'm excited. Security. I'm terrified. Yeah. Can you get tipsy Mitzi on the phone? <laughs> All right, Robin, we have Mitzi, Pam's mom, on the phone. Hi, Mitzi. Robin, how are you today? I am good. How are you? I'm great. First of all, first of all, please let me tell you how adorably funny I think you are. You are the best. I became a fan during COVID. I must have watched that damn video for, <laughs> oh, I bet I watched it 30 times. I sent it to people. I sent it to my friends. I, I was like, it was the funniest. It made me laugh. It helped me get through COVID. So Aww. thank you. And I have followed you ever since. And I find you so adorably entertaining. So thank you. Oh, well, thank you so much. And thank you for giving me a friend in Pam. before Even before going viral and all that, she was such a good friend oh. to me and such a great oh. person. So thank you. you. Well, it's my pleasure. You could have kept her. <laughs> you, can keep her. you can keep her. Mitzi's like, no, take that. <laughs> so we were actually, before we, we got you on the line, we were actually both um, saying how grateful we are to both our moms for just, we both had childhoods where we needed an advocate. And we both said how, how wonderful our mothers did and how important it is to have a mom that will go to battle for you. So I was wondering if there was anything you could share about a time you had to advocate for Pam. Oh my goodness. There were many times. Yeah. I think I think the one that pops out the most is when she, when Pam was in middle school, her Tourette's got really really severe and then entering into high school it was like really bad, really bad. And you know, every day I would send her to school and every day they would call me and say, come pick her up because she's disruptive in class. She's swearing in class. She can't sit still. And every day I would get her. And we lived in this small little town in Indiana and she just didn't fit into the box in Indiana. And it was a, it was a disaster. I mean, she, I could see her sinking down down, down. I could see her getting more depressed. There were days she wouldn't get out of bed. And eventually it got to the point where they wouldn't even let her come to school. They made me homeschooler. Well, this is a real social animal. And to put Pam mm-hmm. in home, and she ended up sleeping all day. And then she would, we'd have a teacher, I don't know, maybe, I don't know, maybe three days a week, we'd get somebody for an hour or two. And you know what? She was miserable and her grades were failing. It was a nightmare. And I really was at my what's end and didn't know what to do. And even the school was awful to her. The teachers were terrible. The teachers even made fun of her. The kids were rude. The teachers were rude. And it was, I don't think I've ever felt more helpless in my life at that point. And it got to the point where I, I knew she deserved more, mm-hmm. but I didn't know what she was capable of, but I didn't want other people's ignorance to make that decision for her. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it was just, I needed to know what she was capable of. I didn't know what to do with her. So I said to myself, we got to get help. I can't do this anymore. And I, I was alone and I really didn't have money, but I used whatever I could pull together. And we fought to get her into a boarding school. That was the only thing I could imagine doing. At you because So we hired an educational consultant <laughs> and a lawyer, and we went after the state of Indiana. Heck wow. yeah, we did. <laughs> Hell yeah, we did. <laughs> you just see the pride on Pam's face right now. <laughs> Pretty sure that's why I have a master's in advocacy now. <laughs> so you so you sued the state and won? We were able to settle, right, we Mom? Settle. So they paid for boarding yeah, school. Yeah. 
But but the thing is, they first had to figure out if there was a school for Tourette's syndrome alone. Can you even flippin' imagine what a school <laughs> with kids with Tourette's would be All like? Oh It'd be constant Can you choreography. Even imagine how entertaining. I would just like to oh go watch. Oh my god, that would sell tickets to that that school play. I mean, that would go for thousands. So, so that would be sold out. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna do it now. I want that to exist. So obviously that wasn't going to be the case, but they found this great little boarding school in Vermont and it was really hard for me to reconcile that that would be the best thing for Pammy because she was going to be out of my house for four years. Actually, we even repeated her freshman year. Okay, let's course. not. <laughs> Such a I stop it, man. She okay. Great. <laughs> it's called a victory lap. <laughs> um, so I have a question to any moms listening. Do you have any advice if they if they feel stuck with what to do my biggest advice when you have a child with issues you know is I worried so much about her future I worried so much about her future that I couldn't even enjoy the moment because it was so stressful Mm. and I just think I would like to say that if I could go back to that I wish that I could sit back and go we're going to get through this it's going to be okay We'll figure it out, and she's gonna. She's not gonna end up in on death row. I mean, she is going to get through this. I did podcast. Well, I did just wink at a murder accidentally. (laughs) Thank you so much. You know, we just wanted to call, and I, uh, you know, we just love how wonderful you made Pam turn out because you're you're probably ninety nine percent of why she's so wonderful. You're very sweet, Robin, but the school helped save her life and it brought us much closer together too. I mean, it really was, it, it was a really great thing. And I think that if if you have any trouble, if you're a parent, you need to get help. You Don't be afraid to yeah. ask. There, there's lots of places to go. There really are. Asking for help is probably the best Yeah best tip. Good job, mother face. You d- I was real concerned you were going to get me <laughs> canceled. I have to call my mom I didn't next. Sleep. I, so I had to take some pills, but you did a really good job. <laughs> thank you so okay, much thanks, for calling in. Love you, mom. Thank you, Robin. Bye. Love you, mother face. Love you. Bye. <laughs> She did great. <laughs> I'm so nervous. Oh my God, I'm so nervous. I'm about to call my mom. So really- Your mom did great. For Jewish matchmaking, they interviewed, the producers interviewed my mother. Yeah. And I had printed a list for her on things she couldn't say. And something <laughs> would come out of her mouth and I'd be like, I didn't, I didn't even think of that one. I didn't even think she'd pull that one out. So <laughs> she did a good job. Thank you, security. Okay, security, let's get my mother on the phone. All right, we have mom on the line. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, mom. Thanks for calling into call waiting. Oh, of course. <laughs> Are you nervous? Yes. Okay, you're gonna do great. So I'm here with Pam. You know Pam. Hi. Mom. Hello. <laughs> That's not my fault. I didn't hang up on her. She doesn't like you very much. My heart is broken. <laughs> Try her again. She was like four foot six. Hang up. She answered so sensually, by the way. Your Hello? call has been forwarded to an... 
<laughs> Guys, today's episode is about my mother's really supportive of me. <laughs> your mom was so sweet. I mean, your mom's like, I sued a state to make sure my daughter. My mom's like, nah, I give up. You guys are giggling too much. But if it makes you feel better, my mother texted me four times saying, I'm going to take a nap. This is going late. I don't want to do this. <laughs> so I guess we're cutting mom from the show. No, let's try one, try more, time. one more time. Okay. <laughs> hey, mom, can you hear me? Now I can. Hi, Mom. Hi, Robin. Okay, so I'm here with Pam. Hi. Hi, Pam. Hi. So we were just talking. You sound so soft-spoken. Okay. Are you nervous? Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay, so, Mom, I just said so many wonderful, nice things about how you, and Pam's mom, about how you both just advocated for us and, like, fought for us to have everything we needed as two young women, um, just uh, me as a kid, even, just to make sure I got treated fairly and right. And I just wanted to ask you, do you have a story or a time you had to go to battle to advocate for me? Well, I was, you know, thinking about that and... I guess one of the best things I could say is that I wanted you to feel as normal or part of all the other kids as you can. And so when it came to where the it was skiing, we went skiing one winter, or if we went um, roller skating, ice skating, whatever the activity was, I wanted to make sure that you could be part of it, even though sometimes people got nervous and, you know, didn't, were a little nervous about, you know, you doing it. And I had to speak up for you and say, give her a chance. Let her do it. And each and every time you succeeded. Yeah, I remember like there's a lot of times where like whether I know you brought up the skiing. I remember when we went and like the instructor people were like, she can't, she can do this. And you're like, yeah, she can. Exactly. <laughs> or if like I couldn't go on a school trip, then you'd be like, yes, she can. <laughs> like you would always and, just say she can. Not only, yes. So, and we said we can make it work. And if I needed we went on was a school trip with you or if you were going to go to a roller skating party so I sat there and it never even came to it that you needed me but it made the adults comfortable that you were there right and but this way you felt you were part of and able to do what all the other children were able to do if you had a piece of advice for any moms that are listening that have a kid with uh, a disability where they feel like their kid is being held back, do you have a piece of advice for those moms or, or dads or parents? Yes. Assess the situation. And if you feel that your kid could do it, let them. Give them the opportunity to try. And you will see that it builds confidence in the child. I actually think you gave me too much confidence. <laughs> like, oh, I could do anything. <laughs> I, I like see like you know Zach Efron. I keep messaging him, thinking he's going to go out with me because my mom says I can do anything. Like driving a fighter pilot. Yeah, but mom said I like not. I go fly in an airplane. I'm like knocking on the cockpit. I'm like my mom says if I want to try something, he's a doctor on board. Should you need it? <laughs> Yeah, you have gone skydiving. Yeah, but I have someone attached to me, mom. 
but still. And no, I'm kidding. You gave me the, you gave me great confidence. And you know, I, 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 I mean, you'll hear this episode. I said really nice things about you. Then we made fun of you a little because you hung up on us. But then <laughs> we came back. I didn't hang up. Um, you hung up on me. You hung up on me. All right, we gotta go. <laughs> okay. I love you. You did so good. So good. Wait, can I just say goodbye to all my kids? Yeah. Goodbye, kids. Stay <laughs> healthy. Can I do one of them? <laughs> Thank you. Oh, do, you, do, you have, do you have others? Do you have shout outs, mom? <laughs> Bye, bye, mom. Bye, guys. Bye, kids. Oh, my God. Well, Pam, thank you so much for coming on today. Guys, if you want to follow Pam on Instagram, YouTube, all her social handles is Pamela Comedy, P-A-M-E-L-A-C-O-M-E-D-Y. And you could catch her on this season of Jewish Matchmaker on Netflix. Pam, thank you so much for coming on. I love you so much. You're the greatest. Thank you for having me. Okay, security. Yes. Time for your end segment. I love this seg- end segment, okay? This is a really, really good one, okay? I promise okay. you. Okay, so since... Wait, it, what, is it about... It can't be on this topic, is it? Yes, it is. What's... Okay. Well, again, because, again, Pamela was on uh, the Jewish matchmaking. So you've heard of the game, uh, he's a 10, but... Yeah. So I took that idea with celebrities. So he looks like a certain celebrity, but... And you got to tell me whether you're like, okay, I'll date him. Oh, because we talked about blind dates. Exactly, and, okay, exactly. Okay, so, like, he looks like Brad Pitt... But he eats tuna and gets the, it stuck in the corners of his mouth. So would I date him? Yeah. Mm, no. Does he do that often? All the time. No, I actually went on a date with a guy recently and he had the white stuff all around his Ooh. lips and I couldn't do a second okay, date. Okay, okay, so, okay. Okay. He looks like Michael B. Jordan. Yes. But he clips the toenails in bed. I don't care. Oh. Clip away. <laughs> I think he's so good looking. All right. Um, can I give you one? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Whatever it is. Whatever it is. Yes. Okay. I don't know. I don't know what type of celebrities you're attracted to, though. So I'm just picking anyone. Go. All right, Julia Roberts. Okay. Is that her name? Yeah. yeah. Julia Roberts. Mm-hmm. Why that sounded weird, but she comments on everything you eat. Like not fat shaming, but she'll oh. be like, "Oh, security, you're gonna eat that." cheesy oh, pizza. No. 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 You talk no. No. You once yelled at me when I was like, you're gonna have a second piece of bread. I walked away from you. I'm like it's true. Okay. Okay. Um what was uh he looks like George Clooney, but he makes bad dad jokes all the what, time. Security, what year is this? Nineteen ninety eight? No, no, but okay, yeah, fine. Okay, he looks like George Clooney, but he makes bad dad jokes all the time. That's fine. Oh, okay. We, we keep you around. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you, yeah. have, do you have one for me? Or? Okay. Um, I don't know. Sandra Bullock. Okay. Do you think she's pretty? Sure. She is. She's, yeah. she's conventionally pretty. Um, But she sings everything she talks. So she's like, how are you today? Well, security? I'll, def- I'll definitely date her. <laughs> oh, you would love that. Oh, I'd love you that. You would be the most annoying oh, couple oh, and ever. And we would love every second of it. <laughs> you just sing with like jazz hands. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. Um. Okay, uh, he looks like Mario Lopez, but he has major flatulent problems. Wait, is that... Is that flatulence? Is that like when you're hard all the time? No. Did <laughs> <laughs> you fart all the time? <laughs> you're thinking of flaccid? <laughs> oh my god! Oh gosh! Let's end the game there. Where are they now? This is the worst 
game ever. All right, guys. Thank you, everyone. If you want to um, call in and you want to find the topic every week, make sure you follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Robin Shell Comic. We are currently on tour. Most of the shows are sold out. But New York, there's still tickets. Phoenix, there's still tickets. And Vancouver, there's still tickets. So head over to RobinShell.com. I would like to thank our guest today, Pamela Ray Schuler. If you want to follow her, follow her at, at Pamela Comedy Security. Yeah. All right, anyway. <laughs> and I'd like to thank both Pam's mom and my mom for calling in today. Guy, oh, we have another call. Call Waiting is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Basilio Perez and Jorge Morales Pico. Guest booking by Ali Freelander. Be sure to follow me at Robin Shaw Comic on Instagram and TikTok to find out our next topic and learn when to call each week. And give me a ring at 720-72-ROBIN. That's 720-727-6296. Betches.